Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, a podcast that takes a topic each week and, as the name suggests, cast views. This week is another Who's Coming to Dinner episode, so that means I've got another great podcaster with me to supply me with said dinner. And I'm really, really pleased to say that this week I've got Slade from the Game Club pod. So hi, Slade. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm very good. All the better for having you. I mean, you're on your own. I mean, we, we kind of <laughs> said we could do without the two blokes from Blighty this week, didn't we? So. Uh, well, they always get to go off to their own little club and I'm not invited to it, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so we made this one special by having having you. So, so you're, repping, you're repping the Game Club pod this week. Right. Yeah, and how are you doing? So, I mean, at time recording, this isn't going to go out for a while, but yeah, we we were talking beforehand that yeah, you're feeling the cold a bit right now, aren't you? It, it's freezing. I'm I'm not a fan. I live in the south. That's supposed to be like warm and feel like a sauna all the time, and suddenly I got put in a freezer, and I'm I'm just not here for it. Because Dan, do you feel the way I do that the wind shouldn't hurt my face? It should feel nice and refreshing. <laughs> but when it's cold and that you know 30, 40 mile an hour hit wind hits you, it's just painful. <laughs> that's exactly you've hit the nail on the head i mean i love a cold crisp day i love it if there's if the sky is blue i do like going out for a walk but yeah it's the wind it's a wind that just rips it feels like it's ripping your face raw doesn't it it does it does i'm gonna have to probably do a quick conversion here was on holiday a little while ago we'd sort of do a couple of winter ones oh so it was um 14 fahrenheit no nope, i'm not going out of the house <laughs> Not I'm not leaving the house. It was it was fine. We we spent like eight hours walking out in it, but and it was fine because you know you go prepared when you're going to these places. See, so we've got the big coats. You know the layers. Right. The layers is important. But it's see you don't want to cover your face and and yeah, it's it's that wind. It's that wind. It's just yeah. We need to work out what we can do for that. No, some kind of face shield to block wind. That's what we need, Dan. That's what we're going to work yeah. on today. We're going to work on designing that so we can go outside in the cold when it's miserable and the wind not hurt our face. Well, there you go. You've given me another idea. <laughs> yeah, let's, we'll get we'll get podcasters on with a problem that we're going to then solutionize in that. But yeah, we didn't get you on here to talk about the cold weather. So we are, and you know, the, the main bulk of this we'll get to later. I want to talk a little bit more about yourself and the podcast so as mentioned you are one of the three hosts of the the game club pod i guess the first question is why do you podcast <laughs> that's a familiar sounding question <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's a warm-up one you're feeling it's, cold we said we've got the cold this is a warm-up question there it is it's a warm-up question to get me into the spirit of uh this why do I podcast? Well, it kind of goes back to the origin story. I was uh, streaming a bunch on Twitch. Uh, I was friends with Tim already, and Joey was like a regular, and he had the idea for the podcast. You know, I was like, yeah, we could do it for a couple episodes, see how it goes. And now we're on year three of the game club. So <laughs> three years of, uh, or almost, I think May will be three years, but we've been reviewing, you know, one game every two weeks. So I was going to ask you, so did you, so you knew Joey first, did you say? No, I knew Tim first. It's so Tim. Tim and I were in a discord a long time ago. Uh, the videos are still out there. You can probably find it. The channel was called Logon, and we used to make like Let's Plays together where you play games commentary over them. We used to do that while playing like Rainbow Six Siege or somebody would be streaming. And then that, that kind of disbanded after a while and everybody kind of went off to do their own thing. Uh, Tim started streaming, uh, speed running games 
I think he got for like Mario Odyssey. I think he was like number 14 in England for like getting through it the fastest. Wow. That's an eight hour game. And I think his time was like a minute seven. Or not a minute, an hour and seven minutes. Oh, no, and, yeah. Yeah. And then he had, um, I, I don't remember how far he got up in the world record lead of it. You can ask him for Untitled Goose Game. Oh, right. Yeah. But he, but he had that game down to like three or four minutes to beat it. And it's it's just watching a different game at that point. Yeah, it, it, there is something oddly mesmerizing about watching an expert at speed running, right? Yeah, if you want to get into it, there's a YouTuber called Summoning Salt who does like uh, kind of like analytical videos going over like the first record for a game and then, uh, you know, people breaking that record and who currently owns it and their strategies and things like that. Really interesting if you want to dive into it. Because I've always wondered about how the three of you come together. <laughs> it is, it, well, I was going to say it's an odd mix, not, 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 not being offensive. But in terms of, <laughs> yeah, having the two people over here in England and yourself over in the States, is it easy in terms of recording? Because I know no. I sometimes struggle with the time zones. <laughs> it's, that's, that's, uh, I always say that's our hardest part of recording is time zones. There's uh, two times a year for about a week where... Y'all will have daylight savings time first, and then it'll happen like the next week for me, and then we're out of sync by either five hours or seven instead of our normal six. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah I mean, so that's that's it's always a struggle for us. Yeah, I've got a couple of podcasts, so I think it's predominantly it's the Movie Wire and mm-hmm. Antonio at the Cult Worthy. So I know you've had the Movie Wire on for between oh, two uh, pods, haven't you? Oh, I should also oh, shout that out. We'll, we'll talk about that after. And I think at time of recording, you're getting Antonio on, aren't you? So, well, we've already talked, but that episode's not going to be out till March. But okay, okay, so this will probably be out before then. So yeah, look out for look out for (laughs) Slate episode with Antonio. Actually, yeah, the Game Club Pod—it's an umbrella now for a lot of pods. So you've got the Game Club Pod is your main episode, then you've got for yourself. You do between two pods where you kind of do this, and then you've got two blokes from Blighty. Yeah, and at this time of recording, there's going to be a fourth show that's going to be out. Ooh, okay. We're doing like a four-episode pilot of it, but it's uh, me, a guest we had previously named Jaka, and his uh, partner. And we're going to be talking about anime because, you know, obviously that's one of those things I can sit down and talk to anybody about. But we're going to do a little four-episode pilot of it, see how it goes, see how people like it. I know it's also niche, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the end, that's how this kind of started was... I actually had to do an episode short notice and Antonio from the cult where stepped on and helped me out. And, and I thought, look, what's a, what's a quick and easy episode to do? I think I had like 24 hours or 48 hours to kind of get an episode done. <laughs> thought about this, but now the more I thought about it, when you invited me on to Between Two Pods and I really enjoyed that. And I'm finding more and more the enjoyment is out of, sometimes it's the, I love the pre-chat we had before you press record, but that never makes it out to air. And I thought, no. <laughs> well, why not have that? And you've actually given me an idea. I'm not going to go into it, but you approached me and Joshua about an idea for another type of podcast, which I'm formulating as well. Um, yeah. it, to me, it seemed like a great fit for either one of y'all, in my opinion. So I you know, claimed it now. Josh it. gave yeah. it to me. <laughs> Josh, you gave it to me. I claimed it. That's it now. Um, but, but it is interesting what you said about how over time when you're podcasting, the interest in what you want to talk about can change as well because I've got another one. Actually, when this episode goes out, it'll already have aired. So I'm working on 
a series of episodes with Justin from the movie Wyatt where I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember how the episode hit me, but we're going to take a pilot episode for a TV series, focus on that, but then look at how it fit in with the wider the series okay. of the rest of the series. And yeah, I'm going to do it for a few episodes. We'll see how it goes. Is there, and, and I, I did have this here, and I know it's a, the classic question and you've already answered it, but is there anything else outside then of anime and video games you'd want to talk about? There's, there's a lot of things I would talk about. I've bored so many people. Uh, my work I find really interesting, doing like the you know geotechnical engineering. A lot of people get really bored because I start explaining the fundamentals of drilling and soil science, and then you know you can see the eyes glaze over, and <laughs> no one no one wants to talk about it. Uh, I'm deep in the history. I love history, to be honest. Uh, if you just you know, I could sit there and zone out on uh, just any random history lecture or like podcast or whatever. They're some of my favorites. Uh, YouTuber I recently discovered named Laser Pig and. He's uh, he's tremendous. His little internet persona of uh, the angry history uh, professor who's fed up with people trying to say um actually is really funny and makes him a little endearing. Ah, there's that. I don't know. I also like to work on things, mess with stuff. Uh, Joey said my Jeep gets more love than any other vehicle, which might be kind of true. <laughs> it's not uh it's not an often that uh my girlfriend will she'll come by the house and the jeep will be up on the ramps and i'm underneath it trying to figure something out <laughs> i did see in your discord channel which actually i um i will say here now if if you're listening and you're not part of the game club pod discord join it because i think it's hilarious what goes on yeah you recently was it the shiniest looking jeep i think in the in the area at the moment surely <laughs> wasn't it this week i think you you gave it a proper well, it was proper it was i did clean. give it a proper cleaning uh even took the tires off to get like underneath it wow. because i had to do uh i did my own brake and rotor swap like i do a lot of my own maintenance yeah it saves money when you own a car and drive uh did that and then immediately took it out into the woods to ride on trails that are full of mud so <laughs> but i do think when you listen to your podcasts and and your appearances so I've got to say here now as well, I did say to Joey, I've recently listened to the entire back catalogue now. Game I, yeah, I heard about this and I'm I'm so sorry. Our mic quality is so poor in the beginning and uh, you know what? some it's awkwardness not between the three of us. No, Joey was saying that about the quality, but I, I thought you guys hit the ground running. I mean, I think mine was, and I've actually archived some of my earlier ones off because it, I just don't think they're that good sound quality wise. So I'm a huge fan of your podcast absolutely the interesting thing is you do kind of let out nuggets of information about yourself and your right. career and and i find it fascinating and <laughs> you mentioned recently or something what was your degree or your your university oh, so my actual degree is in computer science so my actual degree is in uh, cisco network engineering with uh, an emphasis in uh hardware safety and linux or not safety security and linux and Amazing. I do the These polar little things opposite. That come out, yeah. <laughs> I do but the yeah, polar yeah, opposite. Like you said, yeah, polar opposite now. <laughs> the three of you on the Game Club pod, yeah, there's stories that come out, especially with more with Joey and Tim on Two Blokes from Blighty, but I just want to spend like a day with you all <laughs> <laughs> and just really interrogate you all. So why gaming then for your main podcast? What was it about gaming? Is it just obviously a big passion and That's fun? just yeah, it's just a big passion and fun. I mean, you play games just like the rest of us do, and it's conversations we'd be having anyway talking about games. Joey said he only picked me because he thought it was funny. 
which I don't know if he still agrees with or not at this point, but uh, hopefully he does. <laughs> and and how are the games chosen? Do you all take yeah. turns? Yeah, yeah. So we take, um, you could tell by who's like saying this episode of the Game Club pod contains spoilers for casting views. That's who picked the game. Yeah. So we rotate on a schedule, essentially. So like uh, Joey will pick a game. I'll pick one. Tim will pick one. And it just goes down like that for the whole uh, year. We have like a spreadsheet with all the games on it. And then uh, Joey and Tim like to keep it secret. I'm bad about just telling people what we have coming up next. So if you want to know, I always say, just ask me. Joey and Tim won't tell you. You just. (laughs) That's a good good tip there. You know, having listened to the back catalog, what I do want to say is it's not a podcast where you all pick a game that you un, that you're all going to agree on and you're all nice and nicely there have been some quite big disagreements on on some <laughs> games haven't they uh yeah yeah there's been a lot of big disagreements on some games um i know the one you're thinking of it's the uh metal gear rising revengeance where you can hear well, well there Tim was that there was probably resi shouting 4. at each other well yeah. there was that there was resi 4 and there was also unpacking Unpacking is such a wholesome little indie title, and it doesn't deserve the uh, the shin kicking that Joey and Tim give to it. it. It did nothing wrong. I don't know why they have to be so mean. I'm with you. I I enjoyed <laughs> it. I enjoyed it as a um. I think I said to Joey, I've got. I generally tend to play two games, mm-hmm. at, well, not at once, but to have two games on a go. One is my main go to game. So recently, it was the Mass Effect trilogy again. Right, And then I'll also have one that if I just want to unwind five minutes or I just want to play a game, I haven't got too much time and nothing to think about. And unpacking filled that void for me. It, it filled that, oh, it scratched that itch, sorry. Right. And the other nice thing I really liked about unpacking, and I, I said it in the episode, I like the little story that's running in the background that you can watch. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. You're just watching this person's life as they move from place to place. And, uh, I, you know, hey, it's a little four hour time sink. It's It's not hurting anybody. I just think uh, Joey, especially, he just doesn't like cozy games. I think, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's his genre. Not obviously like a dig or anything. I just, you know, so, like I don't like fighting games. It's not my genre. The other thing I've I learned listening to yours is be careful what you describe as a fighting game. If you if you want to stay on the right side of Tim, right? <laughs> well, yeah. It's got, well, he agrees that Mike Tyson's Punch Out is like the ultimate fighting game. I love reference, and I think do you know what <laughs> I, I think. Um, because I'll, I'll probably have recorded the episode with them before this one airs. So I might actually say, I might, I think I'm going to throw that line in actually. Yeah. <laughs> Ask him if you'd have uh, Mike Tyson's punch out to, uh, <laughs> to dinner. <laughs> On a serious note. And, you know, sometimes there have been, you can, you can sense it. There have been some real disagreements over the games, but I kind of enjoy that. Not because I enjoy hearing people disagree, <laughs> but it just shows that you're not necessarily picking formulaic games that, yeah, we're all going to say how brilliant these are and everyone's friends. You you do you do have arguments. Oh, yeah. The, you know, we have some games we all get together as well to just, again, give a good shin kicking to, like Duke Nukem Forever, Hunt Down yeah, the Freedman. Yeah. It's nice when we all can come together and uh, just hate a game for being bad. And then, yeah. you know, vice versa, when we come together and, you know, love something like Undertale or uh, Breath of the Wild, you know, a game that we can all really agree on. Before we move on, I was just going to ask you, and, and again, if you listen to your podcast, you know, I'll, I'll kind of know, but just for anyone listening, what is your favorite Star Wars game? If, what, what makes you happiest? It makes me happy. So there's two things, and it's the two most important things in a game. The first is the primary gameplay loop, which is 
you know, what the core gameplay, what are you going to be doing the whole time? Is that rock solid? So you take a game like um, Neon White. I don't know if you've played it, but it's a first person shooter where it's just like time trials and it's a really fun gameplay. Now, the story is not great to me. The secondary thing is that the story also has to be solid. So that's why we didn't rate it very high. I mean, we all really liked playing it because it's fun to play. You don't really need to pay attention to the story and the story is like a baby's first anime plot. You know, there's right, nothing really right, too yeah. special to yeah. it. Or if you take a game like uh, Undertale, where its okay. story and characters are extremely good, and so is the gameplay. You know, and that's why one of the reasons why I gave it a 10 out of 10. It's just rock solid, and it has no flaws. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, for me, as I've got older, um, story's definitely there. Um, right. Because I, I need that hook to get into. But I also am finding now that they've got to be I'm I'm happier with the smaller smaller games, mm-hmm. time wise, you know, and, yeah, and especially yeah. the other difficult thing for for you guys is yeah you've got I think you've got like a two week turnaround as well, haven't you? So right, but we've played like I mean right now we're recorded up to I could tell you because we did a bunch because Joey's on a bit of a break from the game club. I think uh, Podmas was a lot and you know trying to play a bunch of other yeah. games, but we've recorded up until the end of February and it's still the beginning of january you know while we're recording this yeah so you know yeah. we we do record pretty w- good in advance um that's the only way we can really keep up with the schedule so a lot of times we'll try to throw in some short games you know and maybe one or two long ones but we always look at uh the website how long the beat prior to picking games right yeah yes, and that's yes, also yes. <laughs> that's also uh made us change uh the schedule a couple times as well you know you'll look and you'll think oh it wasn't that long and then you see 50 hours attached to it and you're like ah yeah. never mind I was going to ask you actually: Has there been a game that you've you've started playing, or or you've all started playing, and has been so dreadful that you've said after a couple of days, "No, we're not doing this. Let's choose another one." Um, I think I don't know if the guys will agree with me, but I think Red Dead Redemption Two will be that option because really? Tim and I were not having fun with it. I didn't like the story. I didn't really care about Arthur Morgan. The gameplay wasn't that great. It just was very slow and droll. Uh, yeah, Tim and I weren't having fun, and then it's like, I didn't know it was like a 70-hour game as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were supposed to review it last year, and obviously it never happened. I kind of get that. I played Red Dead Redemption 1, liked it. Mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption 2, I got it, and I found it incredibly slow to get into. Yeah. I then played it, but you know what I ended up doing was, I saw my wife, one of the things I know if a game's good or if I, if I can be able to play a bit more during the day is if my wife sits and watches it right and the main missions of red dead 2 uh, right. the, the cutscenes she got hooked into and that was actually my driving force i just focused on the main missions i right. literally i beat it within a, i don't know how many hours it's still a while but i didn't touch any of the side stuff because it just felt too much of a time sink yeah right and i think i pushed it in uh i forgot what year it was but when we did persona 5 royal that game's a solid 140 hours. I don't even know if Joey beat it. I know Tim had beaten it prior, but um, yeah, that that game I think pushed it a little too far, especially for as long as it is. Just need you to all do um, Mass Effect now. That's all. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you: Have you taken over uh, Chat Tsunami's Twitter account, posting all the Mass Effect stuff? <laughs> is that is it secretly you? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah, it will, yeah. You, I can see why you think that. Well, we've um. 
So we've got actually shout out to the Podpack Collective now. So I know if you've seen that at times. So we've created a little group just to help support each other there. And there were a couple of us in the group. Um, we were talking about Mass Effect. So I've, I found that there's another, I think it's a two girls, one reusable cup podcast. Um, yes. She absolutely adores Mass Effect as well. And so one day, I think it was over Christmas, because I was just finishing my current playthrough over Christmas. There was, everyone woke up to probably about a wall of, of Mass Effect talk. And I think Chat Tsunami had been talking about it. And I think when he came on my show last, I keep making a joke. Whenever I'm on his and he's on mine, I keep talking about when he's going to do it. And he just decided to go for it. And yeah, I think we've got him hooked. And okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving it because it's, um, I don't know if you, if you ever feel the same. This is probably a bit of a weird statement, but you know, when someone finally plays a game for the first time that you really love, there's yes. that little bit of excitement and hope that they're enjoying it too, right? Yes, yes. And you get really excited hearing their thoughts as things. Yeah. I, I, yeah I and I'm like, oh, so he, like today he's just said, um, at the time of recording, he's just started number two. So he's talking about the, the opening of Mass Effect 2. And I said, oh, well, just wait till this bit and just wait till this bit. <laughs> That that I feel. Yeah. Okay. So was there another question? No, I think what I will say is at the end, actually, why don't you plug everything now? What I will say for my part is, yeah, if you're listening and you aren't already subscribed to the Game Club Pod, do it because, as I said, I just love how you guys approach the games. You do it in a fun, natural way. And the fact that, yeah, you all do disagree from time to time and sometimes strongly, I think, is... A, is when I say selling point, I'm not saying the anger, but I think the fact that, yeah, you're not, you're not, what's, I, I can't think of the term or the word, but. We're not trying to all be friends at the end of the day. It's, yeah. You're being honest. So, yeah, plug away. Yeah. Hello, I am Slade, one third of the Game Club pod. You can find us at uh, all your favorite podcast providers and those sketchy ones. You can also find Dan and I talking on uh, Between Two Pods, where I interviewed him and asked him a lot of questions. And I think it was a great time. He's still on my list. Uh, I'm getting through like new guests at the moment, and then I'm gonna have returning guests. So Dan, just be just be looking for that invite to come back and talk to me again because I have more questions that need answers. I remember being actually quite nervous before that, <laughs> only, only for the the reason of um, yeah, I don't think I'd ever been I say subjected, but I don't think I've ever been subjected to that kind of questioning <laughs> thing. But yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it, and. Yeah, and, and I know people say it all the time and they hear it every time, but you and and the other two, really nice people. So, yeah, do do oh, check out you. pods, subscribe and rate. Thank you, thank you. Let us tell you what, and on that, having said that, it's not about the other two. I'm actually going to play an ad now and I'm going to have it for two blokes from Blighty. So it's going to fill the void of them not being here. So let's hear from them now. Hi, I'm a bloke. And I'm another bloke. And we are from Blighty. My name is Joey. I'm joined by my co-host, Tim. Hi. Where every single Wednesday we come at you through the Game Club Pod podcast feed with our show, Two Blokes from Blighty. I tried to think about the kind of topics that we talk about on Two Blokes from Blighty. Tim, what's your favourite topic that we've ever spoken about across our three seasons? The fiasco of me shaving my head. Mine is the fiasco of you shitting on a toilet seat. <laughs> If those sound like things you want to hear about, join us every Wednesday by searching Game Club Pod in your podcast provider. Just makes my life sound a little bit tragic, really. <laughs> <laughs> would you listen to that show, Tim? I would. I, would. I don't think I would. No? No.
Right, we are back. Let's get into the main thrust of why you're here. You are going to host a dinner party. I'm guest number one, so you know there's no <laughs> question about that. I'm already through the front door sitting down. You've given me a beer. You are going to host a three-course meal, so a starter, a main, and dessert. For each one, you are going to give me, to start with, what we're going to have, what we're going to eat. And then there's going to be a guest, a celebrity or a person of note that's going to join us for the meal. But we'll introduce them one at a time. If there's anything else you want to do, like if there's a, a drink, I know a couple of people have recently started throwing drinks, but I'm not asking for that. And someone um, has recently suggested to me what kind of dress attire should people wear? And I'm not going to throw that at you. I'll let oh, you go no. idea. No, no, I'm I'm not a fancy dress person. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, at the end, at the end, I've got a few other random questions. This is all over to you now. So let's start at the start. Absolutely. So I I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and I told you that because I I think this is a brilliant idea. Because who who would be three people that you would like to sit down and eat with, right? So I decided to go with three people who inspired me creatively was what I decided to do. Cause there, there's like a long list of people I would just like to get the chat with uh, the first one. And this one's a little bit of the childhood nostalgic for me. It is director David Mitten. Now you would probably be familiar with David Mitten's work. If you've ever heard of a little show called Thomas, the tank engine, David was the creative director in charge of like making the models and the set and bringing the world to life. And the fact that they did this, I think for about, 10 years before even using CGI, all the effects are practical. Yeah. Yeah. And in miniature, I would just love to hear him talk about how he is making, you know, everything. How did he make the world come to life? How did he figure out how to get the camera solo to the ground? And then there's another show that he put his money into and it, it flopped, but it's called tugs. Okay. I think what I heard is that the models on it, like each one costs about 8,000 pounds. Like the studio, Clearwater Studios went under because of them making just one series oh. of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's somebody I would just like to say, you know, thank you for that. And uh, would just love to pick his brain for a while to see how we even figured out how to do this stuff. Because there's a lot of technical challenges that they had to face because no one had ever tried this before. So... And just, this is really bizarre. What I didn't know was that Thomas the Tank Engine actually was big in the States or made it over to the States, yeah. It it did. Oh, it was massive. It's a worldwide, really? you know, success, yeah. How funny. I find that really funny because, <laughs> do I say, I was not necessarily a massive fan of Thomas the Tank Engine, but it was fun. It was fun. And it's interesting you mentioned about the effects because, did you see recently, I think they have redone it, which in a more yeah it's cgi, CGI way, haven't they yeah yeah so not they the dropped, same is it no they dropped the models in like season 12 so it ran for 25 seasons before the reboot and that's that's just wild that a show gets 25 seasons and obviously really cool because it's got ringo ringo star right <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's got such a lineup of a voice cast like for uh for the americans you know we got ringo but then we got george carlin the most foul-mouthed comedian Look at, I said, did they replace? Yeah, the Ringo voice? for the American dub. Yeah. And then we had Al, uh, Alec Baldwin right. after that. Oh, really? Because okay. his, his okay. kids loved it. So they, Alec Baldwin, like, you know, did a demo for it and it worked out really well. 
It's then, back on the gaming front, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine, though. If you say Thomas the Tank Engine, all I can think of, wasn't there a mod for, isn't it, Resident Evil 2, the remake, where they replace uh, and, Nemesis? And Skyrim, where it replaces the dragons. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean, poor Thomas. So we're going to have that. And what we're going to do is we're having everybody over to a big barbecue, Dan. So this is about the roll all day is what's going to happen. So just to get us started, we're going to have some little slider burgers. You know, nothing, nothing to fill in or anything. Queso and cheese, because everybody loves melted cheese on some tortilla chips. And we're also going to have, there's a sausage that's made here, not in my town, but down in Evergreen, Alabama, called Koneka. And it is, that's uh, spelt, by the way, C-O-N-E-C-U-H. For your little note taken. So it looks like Konka pronounced Kaneka. So we're going to get some of that and make little mini Kaneka dogs. We're going to have those out there while the smoker and everything's going. Everybody's hanging out. There's cold beers provided by the game with the boys over in the coolers. And, you know, everybody's hanging out, having a good time. Well, you've won me over already. You've won me <laughs> over with this start already. I love, I love, I, and it's funny because I don't really do them. You know, barbecue is a thing over here, of course, but it's not a culture. It doesn't feel like it's as a tradition, sorry, as much as it is in the States, especially in the South. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, and so we'll get into that with the main, right? And yeah. with the main, again, the next person who inspires me musically, because I don't know if you know this, uh, like behind the wall is drums and bass and amps and things like that. Back oh, really? there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is... The one and only Dave Grohl. Nice. The nicest man in rock and roll. Obviously, we have to have him over. He's also a barbecue pit master. It's like really? he's on the side. It's like he's on the side quests for life at this point. You know, just filling <laughs> out all the other objectives. Yeah. But then we're going to have a... I don't even think I really need to go into who Dave Grohl is. I couldn't imagine not knowing him. Um, while back, I finished his book. Uh, it's really good if you have a chance to read it or get it on Audible. He reads it himself. Okay. Very interesting life. Uh, people he's gotten, you know, he's stories about him playing with Prince, uh, Iggy Pop. The fact that, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name right now. I want to make sure I get it. Tom Petty. Okay, okay. Wanted okay. after, this is post Nirvana. Tom Petty wanted Dave Grohl for his drummer. Really? And I couldn't picture Tom Petty yeah. <laughs> with Dave yeah. Grohl playing. That would just be wild to have this just punk kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, straight playing after that. Rock. I mean, yeah, that's the thing about Dave Grohl, isn't it? How he went from being the drummer in Nirvana, you know, he wasn't necessarily front and center to no. yeah, conquering every, you know, basically conquering yeah. everything, wasn't it? The musical so, world and yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know he was the backup singer for Kurt Cobain. So he also did vocals in Nirvana. But uh, so the first Foo Fighters album, what's interesting is that he recorded everything himself. Really? So he did all the vocals himself, all the bass, the guitar, the piano you hear, and obviously the drums. Yeah. And, wow. uh, you know, and then he just printed out like, I think he said like 100 cassettes and handed them out. And was like, oh, and he titled it Foo Fighters, didn't put his name in there. And just said, oh, check out this band I discovered. What do you, you know, tell me what you oh, think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? That's amazing. Yeah. I love stories like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, his book's really good. If you get a chance to read it, it's uh, 
him and uh, his his mom is like one of the biggest influences in his life, and she also did like a HBO series called Rock Mothers of Rock Stars or something like really? that. Yeah, where she goes and interviews moms of other <laughs> of other musicians. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. But Dan, are you ready for this uh, smorgasbord we're gonna have? Because you know we're gonna have some uh, classic smokers. We're gonna have brisket that's been rolling all day. Ribs. Because you got to have ribs. Now, there's an argument in the South about where the ribs come from. So if you're in Texas, you're going to get beef ribs. Here in Alabama, it's pork. So we're doing pork ribs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you if you look at the South, you look at there's like a barbecue map line. So depending where you are, you're either going to get beef, pork or chicken. Okay. I love the rules around this. <laughs> <laughs> there are rules. We're going to have some potatoes because you got to have something with your barbecue, you know, something to soak up all the extra sauce and the meat juices coming down. So I couldn't decide. What do you think would sound better? Mashed potatoes, smashed potatoes, or just baked potato? I think smashed potatoes. Smashed potatoes, just something that you can sit there and all the little meat juice that falls off, something to soak it up lovely. Yeah, you see, out of the three, I love all three. I mean, potatoes anyway, brilliant. But yeah, it's got to be smashed or mashed for me. Yeah. Absolutely. And the last thing, and I should have put this on our starter. Have you ever had a smoked jalapeno popper? No, no, I can safely say no. So you take jalapenos, you cut them in half, uh, de-seed them, put cream cheese in it, and then wrap it in bacon and throw it on the smoker. That's that's heaven, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You get a little bit of the the creaminess from the cheese, uh, you know, savory from the bacon, a little heat from the jalapeno. And once you've taken the membrane and the seeds out, it's really good. Yeah, I actually really enjoy it. Jalapenos are actually really nice to eat. You yeah. Know, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I'm a big proponent of, like, if I'm going to get jalapenos, they got to be fresh. I can't stand the jarred ones. I don't know about you. Right, they yeah. have to just have, like, a vinegary bitterness to them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's going to be our main course. And obviously, you know, I'm expecting Dave to roll up with uh, some music. I'll put him in charge of that. Well, you're going to jam with him, it sounds like. <laughs> I hope so. I'd, oh, I'd kill to do it. I mean, I'm going to come back at the end to talk to you about some of these guests and some of these things you've said. But yeah, at the moment, this is, um, yeah, I don't know if you've heard the the episode with Jay from um, the F My Work Life podcast. Yes, I either, have. But it's, I do love barbecue slash meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or definitely a barbecue, <laughs> a barbecue-based meal is is winning me over, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did you know there's also like rules to sauce as well, by the way? That's also a thing. I think I've heard you mention this, actually. But yeah, what's what's all that? So like, so when I was uh, a couple times when I've been down to Texas is they won't put barbecue sauce on the table because the barbecue is supposed to be perfect the way it is. Uh, Yeah, I think I've heard you talk about that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Again, I love, I mean, I'm (laughs) one for not having rules around food, but I love that there are certain traditions or rules around this in, in different regions. Absolutely. And my last one is somebody who inspires me in just like the way I uh, I like to look at the world, the way I do some of the writing for Game Club Pod. And it's a name I already mentioned. It's George Carlin. Not only do I think he's uh, funny and insightful and in his uh, later years, more of a philosopher than a comedian, in my opinion, just this way he looked at you know the world. And uh, I th- he's also got a book. His brother reads it for if you do the uh, Audible edition about his life uh also extremely bizarre like he didn't go to like a traditional school it was a school for the like performing arts at a young age right 
He had his time in the uh, the Air Force where he was, I think he was dishonorably discharged for uh, marijuana. And uh, just how he got his start, uh, got getting over things like doing cocaine. Uh, had a point where like he lost all of his money and had to get it back because he wasn't paying his taxes. So they took everything from him, which yeah. is why he wow. was also performing at such an old age. And of course, he was in Bill and Ted's, right? He was. I think that's what yeah probably most people here in the uk would would know him from yeah if you've never listened to his stand-up it's even today it's it's really funny and the way he looks at things uh cynically but keeping it lighthearted. i i try to do that when i'm writing some of my reviews sometimes down for game club okay okay (laughs) that's fair enough yeah yeah and for that there's a little place here in alabama called mrs dean's cakes and we're going to go pick up a couple of her seven layer cakes. There is uh we're going to just do red velvet, caramel, and chocolate. It's a caramel. Don't you say caramel yeah. over there? I, well, oh, people say, so my, uh, my girlfriend says caramel and I say caramel. <laughs> okay. And we're both, we're both from the South. So figure that one out. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What were those flavors you said again? Sorry. So we're going to do red velvet. Yeah. Caramel and chocolate. Yeah. And these are chocolate. seven layer cakes. So, you know, where it's just like a little bit of bread, a little layer of, you know, uh, icing, you know, more cake, icing yeah. cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a dessert person? Are you a, a cake person? I've I've got to be in the mood to be a dessert. Yeah. Per- like, I don't keep sweets in the house, to be honest. Like, right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big uh, sweets person. Now, uh, Girlfriend, she's a big sweets person. In the refrigerator, she just has a drawer of Butterfingers hanging out. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Like a dessert to me would be just uh, peanut butter on a piece of bread. I just don't have a massive sweet tooth, but I do love these because they are like the best cake. This is what I asked for instead of a birthday cake. Is one of the <laughs> oh, really okay? Okay, yeah. I'm I'm much more give me two starters than a dessert. Um, right. But if you give me a cake, I'm going to eat it. And I'm with you. We don't tend to have many sweet things in the house. But the other day, my wife went shopping and bought some chocolates. And I've pretty much demolished that box because when they're in the house, I'll eat them. Right, exactly. And I'm I'm bad about the mindless, you know, eating or whatever. So, yeah. you know, I also yeah. have to keep things like chips out of the house or crisps, as you would call them. I, <laughs> I have to keep them away from my desk because if I'm sat here editing, that bag will be gone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to have a review of this because I want to talk about it. So yeah, so your your starters: slider burgers, queso, and cheese, and the Koneka sausage. That's perfect. I love like the finger foods. I love the foods that is like social, where you you can imagine that's going to be a table set up in in your backyard or or something, right. and we're just going to chill and help ourselves to it. Is is that where where you're from? So you said you're from Alabama, right? Right. And again, being a Brit, that's quite broad area, yeah, because we're used to everything being tiny here. Right. Is eating and 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 food is it a social thing there? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, during uh, football, like you know, American college football season, you can't step out of your house and not smell somebody's grill <laughs> cooking something. You just nice. can't do it. And you can always tell people who are having it. You'll see cars lined up and down the streets, and you yeah, know. Yeah gate yeah. to the backyard is open and it's it's a massive social event when these kind of things happen so like uh some nights we'll just have friends over and say everybody pick one dish and bring it kind of like a potluck but you know you could end up with ribs or chicken wings or something yeah, like yeah. that you never know <laughs> none of that's disappointing <laughs> no no 
no. Um, you know, and I also try to do, you know, try to get some stuff as local as I can. We have places where you can just go get, you know, cows that are raised here and you know, pigs that are raised here. So I try to do that to the best of my ability when I can. And so do you do a lot of this yourself? Is it regular? I would say it's regular every couple of months. Well, you know, we're more regular just to come go to somebody's house and sit around a fire in the backyard and drink versus everybody making yeah. food and bringing something. Because uh, the thing about uh, especially barbecue, it takes a long time. Yes. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be committing to that for a full day. Like a brisket, you're committing, you know, 12 to 14 hours. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're getting up at three in the morning, Dan, to, you know, start the grill and get it going. And, you know, we don't use uh, propane. You use charcoal or wood. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you got to you have to properly light a fire. And I don't know about over there, but here the cost of, of meat and, and good cuts of meat like that as well is, yeah, you wouldn't be able to do it more than once a quarter. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Or um, we'll pick somebody and say, oh, this person's cooking. Everybody chip in, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever the amount is. That's yeah. the other way uh, to do it. Or, you know, if you know somebody's cooking for you, you show up with more beer than you know you're going to drink and you just leave it at their yeah. house. It's yeah. like or it's almost food. like, you know, if we look at your mains, you've got, like you said, the brisket, pork ribs, potatoes, poppers. Yeah, you turn up with a big, I don't know, rice salad or another <laughs> side dish. Yeah, you bring a couple of side dishes along. Uh, and, and that's really what I like. I love the ability to, to kind of pick a little bit from everywhere. Right. Oh, sorry, pick a, a little of a lot of things and get those different flavors. Yeah. So, like, my uh, my parents do, like, a big uh, Christmas, New Year's party. And mm. uh, you can't sit at the dining room table because it's just full of food for people Amazing. to go and grab. You know, you'll get sliders, uh, pimento cheese sandwiches, just chips, uh, you know, just different things out there on the table for anybody to get. You know, a little cheese and cracker plate. And, Amazing. And so, Amazing. Yeah. And... Like you said about the barbecue, because I think it was previous guest. So I was editing this episode just before we started recording. It's Adam from Decaying with the Boys. And, and I think it was the okay. episode where we were talking about this. I love foods that have been marinating or cooking for hours. Now, I appreciate mm -hmm. the effort. I'm not the one doing that. But <laughs> yeah, if if it's got herbs and spices, if it's been marinating for a day or half a day, if it's been cooking for half a day, those are the foods that are going to interest me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, before, you know, food costs really went up, I used to do like Friendsgiving and uh, I'd just get a couple turkey breasts and I'd smoke them for a couple hours before everybody showed up. Nice. Nice. There's a Netflix show. It's like the Great British Bake Off, but it's Texan barbecue. Okay. And that was my favorite show for a bit because, <laughs> oh my word, the dips, the sauces, the cuts of me it was just it was just mesmerizing to watch it had me hypnotized from the yeah. start and the smokers and the amount of time and it's just something you don't really see over here we, we're not really that inclined to do it like that over here no no i don't i think that's one of the things um i don't want to say culturally it's just missing over there you know you, you don't have the i don't want to say proper you know barbecue but you don't see somebody with a um uh, have you ever heard of the big green egg like grill? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those yeah. things are like $600. You know, you don't see somebody with one of those in their back garden. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that one, actually, because my wife, she worked for a, a company where they did sell those. So, yeah, here it's going to be quite far between. You're going to see someone. It's going to be someone who's bought it because of the name rather than yeah. it's probably well, it's, in the garage somewhere. Yeah. 
like I said, barbecues here, and people have got better at it. But if I remember back in the day, it was like, yeah, it was that little, little, um, round little one red on grill. Yeah, little... yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chuck the charcoal in. It was going to be burnt on the outside and raw on the inside. And... It hurts my soul, Dan. <laughs> yeah. It has changed, but yeah, it's still not the way I think the South of America would do it. Well, it's like, uh, you know, not using lighter fluid. That's like a big thing. You don't use it. So they make these things called charcoal chimneys. It's like a little uh, round metal uh, piece of metal with the handle on it. You pour your charcoal on top and it's got a grate. And again, because the South, we uh, recycle in a different way. You know, I'll take the newspaper or the coupon page that I didn't ask for at a store I'll never go to. Put that underneath it and use that to light the charcoal. Right, right, okay, okay. I think it is also, as we said, a tradition and a cultural thing around about, I think here we've lost the fact that meal times are also like a socializing time. You, you'll go out, if you want to socialize a meal, you'll go out for dinner. But right. the I think, you know, you'll get obviously the big family gatherings here still. Yeah, people wouldn't necessarily want to spend 12, 14 hours for something that isn't a Christmas dinner. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's that's the other thing. You know, it's a, it's a lot of time and commitment. It's a lot of money. And what it, you know, what do you do if you get it wrong? You know, you just yeah, have to sit yeah. there and eat your meal of shame <laughs> and, and you're going to have more meals of shame when you're learning how to do it yeah. than uh, not. The the thing, though, is a lot of people don't realize with the, when it comes to like smoking stuff like brisket, especially once you have the fire going and the temperature right. You just don't really, you know, you check on it occasionally, but you don't have to worry about it too much. Just make sure your temperature's not too high, too low. You mm, know, if, mm. I, if I have one rolling in my smoker, I may go check on it every hour. Right, right. You know, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not standing out there by it. I may yeah, go yeah. off for a nap and come yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're doing it properly, and yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing, I guess, over here as well. As um, as I mentioned, I mean, I'm not going to know the details costs will be higher of the meat for a good cut anyway i think you'd mm-hmm. be paying a lot more here than you probably do over there oh yeah in terms of no i had a question about barbecue and it's t- oh no no it's not about barbecue <laughs> so i know so you've been over to the uk a couple yes. of times haven't you at least once well just just once i spent uh 10 days over there that was the one and only time i met joey was uh we sat down at a restaurant and uh it was okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the one and only time I met Joey. I need to meet Joey. I need to meet Joey. Um, <laughs> and Tim, if you're listening, Tim. So what was your view on, or what was your experience of British cuisine? And I'll be um, careful. <laughs> Indian food is really good. That'd be my view of British cuisine. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we do, yeah, the multicultural, the, Cultural, the multi-country yeah. food really well over here. Yeah, there's a lot of, of imported food and you can eat around the world really well i think oh yeah no so that's yeah. where and uh, unfortunately where i live there's like only two like really good indian restaurants um and the really good one is all the way across town and i can never commit to a 20 minute drive to go over oh, there yeah. and get some and yeah, yeah come back uh but yeah finding out that that was really good um i had greg's for the first time <laughs> and yeah. uh the, the legendary sausage roll that everyone loves. What do you think of that? So it's good, but um, there's a so for the Americans, if you're like, what the hell is the Greg sausage roll? If you get a uh, sausage McGriddle, it's about the same thing. So it's like the pancake batter around like a piece of sausage. So if you go to McDonald's and ask for a sausage McGriddle, it's kind of the same thing, but still not really. They're very good though. There's a uh, there's a story about Greg's. 
Tim and I, we went around meeting. You've probably talked to um, Alex in our Discord before. Yeah. The one we called the Northern Boy. Um, I also yes, met yeah, him yeah. while I was there. Uh, but we were getting on a bus to go from Bristol to Birmingham. And we stopped in Greg's, you know, to grab some snacks, ride on the bus and everything. And <laughs> I don't know who at Greg's made that sandwich, but they just like dipped it in mayonnaise, essentially. Wow. is That's how much was on there. Like, I think I got like a mayonnaise sandwich with a little bit of chicken on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, mayonnaise and my stomach do not get along very well. Oh, okay. So it's it's a little crass, but uh, I I had just the worst farts. You could ask Tim about it. <laughs> I like mayonnaise, but not too much. Yeah, yeah, I like a little bit of it, but this was just like if you squeeze the sandwich too hard, it was like coming out of the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who slathered it on there, but it was way too much. Uh, Tim says it was my fault. I don't think so because I just grabbed the sandwich off the shelf. Yeah, and it didn't yeah. say mayonnaise with chicken. Uh, yeah, how was but... that your fault? Yeah, that's a bit, feels a bit harsh, Tim. <laughs> but uh, he might have just been bad for having the smell done for like the next night or two in the Airbnb that we were in. Right, yes, yes. <laughs> and I did have to chuckle when you say Greg's because Greg's is like a, a cheap, well, when I say cheap, everything's relative, but it's your cheap high street baked mm-hmm. baked goods, right? Yeah. I mean, it was good. You know, don't get me wrong. It was good. Uh, we had a lot of good food, though, while, you know, going place to place. When we were in Birmingham, uh, we went to a pub for breakfast, which, you know, it's not, you would know, it's not really a thing in the States. You know, the pub's not, you know, it's like lunch and dinner, no breakfast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't even read this, but I saw an item and it was called The American and I just ordered it. I didn't read the description, but it was two pancakes with a slice of cheese and bacon in the middle covered in syrup <laughs> the cheese bit confuses me i'm surprised i added that on there yeah yeah it was a slice of like you know plasticky american cheese oh, with, with uh like two slices of bacon and two and this is like not separate it's just in like stacked together yeah, and it was yeah. uh it was actually pretty good not gonna lie i felt bad I about eating love. it but it was actually good you know it's like sweet and salty yeah, you know, yeah so it was hard to not like it I do love what you've reminded me about American cheese that, yeah, around the world and all the delightful foods you've got. But yeah, you you state your name to uh, a, a sort of processed cheese in a plastic wrapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but you know, the only good thing about the plastic cheese is that it melts nicely. So, you absolutely. know, absolutely. Making... Oh, it's great in hot, yeah, burgers and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, when, or like when you're making queso, it's great for it because it melts so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and going back to sausage roll, for me, that's a perfect on-the-move snack. Love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. It's just an easy thing to eat while you're on the go. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think British food does get a bad rap. I mean, it's not – if you look at the proper traditional British food, it's, yeah, it's not the most exciting, but I think I do love a, a, a good roast meal. We, we have yeah. one a week. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's think... great. And and as I said, it's you can't go down any high street without walking past either a Thai, a Japanese, um, an Indian. You have a really good multicultural, you know, like pick really. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're never stuck for food. But, yeah, the, the, the British get the rap for our food being beige, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Which... you say British food to me, I think of fish and chips and then somebody putting mushy peas on there, which – doesn't ever look appetizing. Mushy peas is amazing. Mushy peas <laughs> is amazing. I've got um, so literally 
sort of within five minute walking distance i've got a little pizza takeaway and a fish and chip shop and yeah it's either it's either a portion of mushy peas with it or curry sauce which you just then drizzle <laughs> over it nice um, nice so when uh when i went to england i did like an overnight flight so this way i can sleep anywhere that's like the one superpower i truly have i can if, as soon Amazing. as i'm comfortable i, I, I could. could i can go to sleep so my flight left at like 11 o'clock at night and then you know i got into uh london heathrow at i think it was like nine in the morning so we just uh we were gonna grab the train to go from london to bristol and uh we just went into subway which was the most baffling experience i had ever had in a subway so for the uh, dan have you ever been into an american subway i have actually like the subway the subway sandwich chain yes yeah 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 okay so um you go in there in america you have like all the meats you could ever want you have like 12 cheeses a bunch of sauces and everything and uh so i went in there and i'm like i'm just gonna get a quick turkey sandwich you know just something i can eat on the train and not make a massive mess and (laughs) the the lady you know i was like i just like a turkey sandwich you know on um, there was like only four breads to choose from instead of like the normal 10 that we have over here for options Right, okay. I think I just yeah. got a flatbread and she was like, what kind of cheese would you like on it? And I said, uh, what kind do you have? And she goes, spicy or regular? And I looked at her and I go, well, what does that mean? What is regular cheese? What do you? <laughs> Did you not have that option over there then? No, no. It, it'd be like American, uh, Swiss, provolone, oh, okay. you know. Right. Yeah. Right. She's yeah, just yeah, okay. spicy or regular. And I'm like, yeah. well, what do you, what do you mean by spicy or regular? <laughs> it's too spicy. Go with it. Yeah 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 i was really confused just right out the gate with the first option and then that night you know we had fish and chips was like the first proper meal you know we just needed something to grab on the train and love fish and chips love fish and chips yeah bristol first bus still emails me occasionally telling me to come back and i'm like i don't think you realize (laughs) i don't live there (laughs) no i was gonna say my subway story was this was the first time i'd actually been to the chain i think this was quite a few years ago in america it was mm-hmm. and we're there was a few of us uh sort of over from england and the woman was in front of me she she asked for she goes oh can i have um i think it was sweet corn lettuce and tomato and the woman behind the counter goes excuse me and she goes um sweet corn lettuce and tomato and she was saying what she was a tomato and then she points to it and the woman behind the counter goes oh you mean tomato and it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what she was saying yeah and I just, I just loved it. I just loved it. Um, and again, I, I love the idea of Subway that you just go in yeah. and you get a nice sandwich like that, chuck what yeah. you want in it, and yeah, in five minutes you've got the sandwich your way. I like, I love yeah. it. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I remember I was talking to these uh, two girls at like this uh, mini golf thing we were like playing at, and they were going, "Oh, I love your accent. Where are you from?" And I said, "New York." I don't know why I decided to just pick the polar opposite state of where yeah. I'm from, but yeah. I just hope that they think that my southern accent belongs to the state of New York because I think that would be really funny. So now, whenever they hear, I, I don't know anything based in the deep south, they're just going to be thinking it's the uh, <laughs> the, the east. Sort did of he east did side. he lie to us? You know that <laughs> kind of. On your guess, then. So, just a quick question: Do you think they'd all get on, or, or that? Well, in, in in George Carlin's case, that they would have got on if that you know if they were all sitting around the table. Well, da- David Mitten's also uh, not with us anymore, but uh, oh, sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, course, yeah. I would hope so. I would hope they would all get along. I would, I would hope so. I think, uh, you know, 
no telling what's going to come out of George's mouth, but... What I do like is they are all very different. You've got this, the world of comedy and acting, the world of music, and David Mitten, who obviously did the um, Thomas the Tank Engine. They're, they're all very different walks of life. Yeah, David's actually got a pretty good like filmography to... I think that's the right term for it. I know somewhere Antonio and uh, <laughs> is yelling about me not using that word correctly, but uh, and well, Antonio and Justin. Uh, but yeah, he's actually got a pretty good like different things that he's done before that. But that would be like the big one everyone would know him from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just going back because I love recording with you. One because I just speak with you anyway. But I love seeing all the. The, the posters up in your room like the the, the gaming thing but what i didn't know i know last time we spoke i can't remember if it was on or off air you spoke about your vinyl and because i you know we've spoken Ooh, before yes. about i love a vinyl but i didn't know yeah behind the wall you've got all sorts of musical equipment as well and, and instruments so yeah bit of a musical person then yeah <laughs> yeah i've been uh i've played drums for like the last 15 years uh i play a little bit of bass just you know trying to learn just an instrument at a time in my free time i don't really have learning something new about you every time i speak (laughs) to you look at this i don't really have the finger dexterity to play guitar so i picked bass because you know bigger strings and uh yeah i have that and then the only really weird instrument i have is a uh an omnichord well i also have an auto harp i don't know how to play the auto harp somebody just gave it to me um the Omnichord is weird. Like people like Michael Jackson, Prince used it, and it's used in a lot of uh, EDM music nowadays. Right. Okay. And it was okay. like an instrument that was made like in the seventies and eighties, and they go for a pretty penny nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I found yeah. it at a garage sale for two hundred bucks, is what they had on it. Right. And it okay. was in the case okay. and looked brand new, so I picked it up quickly. And you know, like a quick search on eBay, they're selling for like five hundred bucks. So to me, it was like because they don't make them anymore. So in yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. People will just price instruments like that sky high. Would you offer um, Dave to have a jam with him and then Dave oh, Grohl? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I'd want to play drums for him, though, because you have to look at one of the greatest drummers of all time and sit behind him. I don't know if I'd be a little too intimidated. Probably I'd be dropping my sticks a bunch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know too much about him, but from what I see of him, he just does also seem like one of the nicest people to also yeah. talk to being a nirvana fan when i was younger um not that i wasn't a massive foo fighters fan but it just wasn't necessarily the music i'd i'd be listening to but you just see him now you see him on tv you see the appearance he he makes um yeah he does seem like someone you just want to have a chat with yeah and you know that's why he's got the title of nicest man in rock and roll is i just genuinely think he is okay i've got a few other questions just to throw your way though so try to link in a little bit to the pod, which I'm going to have a complete nightmare then when I speak to Joey and Tim <laughs> for Two Blokes from Blighty. I don't know. Maybe it just have to be, you give me a three-course meal from Greg's. Uh, maybe it's that. Um, and try, let's, Greg's, if you're out there, I'm, I'm up for sponsorship. If you could invite, well, let's say one to three video game characters to dinner, who would they be and why? So I was I was thinking about this a bit, and uh, I I found a workaround that you may not like because I don't know if you know that this game exists. Uh, the the big problem is Dan that a lot of the games that I like are single player games where the main character doesn't speak. So this would be the quietest dinner. Yeah, I got to think about that. I was like, this would be the quietest dinner party of all time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what I got to thinking about is uh, the fact that there is a uh, there's a Hell's Kitchen video game. 
Well, okay. So we can count Gordon Ramsay as a video game character. <laughs> oh, that's a bit of a cheat code. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. But if you didn't know that this exists, it is a thing. So uh, it was for the Wii. Okay. And with the Wii like remote, you had to like make all the food and serve it to the guests while Gordon shouts at you. Yeah, I mean, of course, he'd just be <laughs> shouting. Yeah, yeah. So is it video game Gordon Ramsay then that you'd be? Yeah, video game okay. Gordon Ramsay is who we're... And then, because um, he's been featured in a couple of games, but he's also my favorite game critic, uh, Yahtzee Croshaw. He's also made some. He's been okay. in... You would may know him from, you know, the, the meme of PC Master Race? Yeah, right, yeah. He he coined the term. Okay, okay. Uh, he was also on my list of with a few other people when I was trying to pick out who I would want. And then yeah, I came yeah, up with the theme yeah. of creative inspiration. I was like, oh, well, this works. But I think those because otherwise I'm going to name, uh, you know, characters like Gordon Freeman from Half-Life. He doesn't say a word. Again, that's a very quiet dinner we're about to have. Probably perfect dinner guest, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably just eat, pay, and leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, you probably wouldn't even see him because he'd probably just use the, um, is it the gravity gun just to pull, his, his yeah, food just pull, pull the food to him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it and use towards them. That's what would happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very good point about yeah the fact that they're often they they don't speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well played. <laughs> it could also do. Um, it would be funny. Have you played the Stanley Parable before? Yes, yes. <laughs> to not to have the narrator to dinner, but to have him present. You know, speaking yeah. as the food's being served. You know, and you just hear some. Little did Dan and Slade know. <laughs> yeah it would it would be more like dan thought no one noticed him going for his six helping of ribs <laughs> but everyone was looking in a disapproving way <laughs> that would also be a fun one i was i was thinking about stuff like that and then yeah you know just not really a main character but I, the fact of the narrator would be really really funny <laughs> I like that i like that a lot yeah yeah okay this was a really random one and i felt it was a bit mean but i still threw it anyway um is there a food in uh, like a game food because i know there's often been things like i think the halo cookbook or whatever right is there game food that you would try to serve so i have before made food from the fallout cookbook really okay i have i have done that before but um have you ever played like uh one of the monster hunter series like monster Briefly, hunter yeah, world yeah. or anything okay so there's a thing where you make food before you go on a hunt and that is a cutscene I never skip, no matter how many times I watch it, because they make the food look too good in that cutscene. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So that's one. There's. Uh, I wrote Stardew Valley, but that would also be kind of a cheat code because it's just real world food. There's nothing. Yeah, to yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my my personal favorite JRPG series, uh, Persona Five. Part of the time you like uh, you live above a cafe. Okay. And some of the food that they have in there, like you learn how to cook to give you buffs in the world and everything. And it looks really right, good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, the Fallout cookbook then, is that, what, what were you making from that? I was trying to remember what I did make of it. I know I tried. Oh, I think it was like the burger or something like that. It has a burger recipe in it. And I, I'm a big burger fan. What a time we live in that, that we're getting cookbooks from video games. Well, there's like the Skyrim one. There's Fallout. Five Nights at Freddy's has one. There's, uh, I have the Bob's Burgers cookbook as well. Okay. Which okay. is just burger recipes and they're, they're pretty good. It's, it's fun to do. Sometimes, you know, it gets, when you have to buy like specialty ingredients to make one thing, it's a little annoying because yeah, yeah, stuff you don't yeah. have. 
The last one I had was if you would hold the dinner party in any game world, which one would it be and why? I think we'd have it in Stardew Valley, mainly because there isn't a... Do you know what Stardew Valley is? Have you played it, Dan? No, I've not played it. Yeah, I know what it is. But... So uh, that's a game that we're, we are reviewing this year. And Tim and I both said that that's one of those games you'll sit down to play it for 30 minutes, like in the morning. And then yeah. the next thing you notice is the sun is going down. Right. Because yes. you, you just yeah. get uh, sunk into it. But they have uh, like food festivals in that game where they get the whole town together in town square and it, you know, it looks really lovely or they'll have like a beach luau is like one of the, okay. you know, game events. So okay. I think you'd have it somewhere like there also because you don't have to worry about a monster showing up and, you know, trying to fight people <laughs> or take my food. Yeah, ex exactly. Exactly. You don't have to worry about things like that. Okay. That's fair enough. And, and one other one I hadn't said to you before, but if you, after the meal, if you had to stick a, a film on for us to watch, like to, oh. one of your favorite films. Oh, man. One of my favorite films. And you know I'm not a big movie guy if you've listened to our podcast. Yeah. Which always, which made Justin and Antonio's, uh, you know, interview so much harder. <laughs> um, if I had to put on one of my favorite films. It can be an anime. It can be an anime. Oh, I know it could. I was just trying to think for general. Well, see, the other thing, a lot of my favorite movies are either like comedies. You know, you see like Airplane, uh, Animal House. Or like, I, I love, you know, like a good war movie, uh, Saving Private Ryan, Fury, things like that. Or I also like really bad movies is the other thing. So uh, okay. you ever heard of Neil Breen? No, no. He writes, <laughs> and Teddy and I talk about him for a bit, but he writes, directs, uh, films, and stars in his own movies, and they are awful. Really? <laughs> they, they are awful. I'm going to have to uh, check this out now, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a, a trailer for one of his like newest movies, and if you can get through it, let me know. Uh, but we sometimes will have a Neil Breen movie night where we'll we'll have the drinking game is what it ends up being, and we'll write the rules down on a big poster board, and it'll take us three hours to get through like a 90-minute film because people will start to feel a bit sick because of how much they've had <laughs> or having to go to the bathroom too much. It's, it's a good time, but it's... Uh, they are not good films. Have you watched an anime film before? Have I watched an anime? That is a really good question. I'm not sure I have, you know. Oh, man. You know, I just, uh, it'll probably be out by the time this is. Uh, we just wrapped up Attack on Titan, which is my favorite anime of all time with Josh. Okay. And okay. Josh, Josh sent me a message saying he has never sworn so much in a episode of Talking Smack, but it just made him so sad. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's, um, oh, I was in London at the weekend and there is a, there is a stage play they're doing coming up and it's based on an animated famous one and I can't remember and I want to go see it and I can't remember. Again, it's not that I don't like anime. It's right. just, do you know what it is? I think there's an element of, um, fear of, it's a world I haven't been too exposed to and falling into that and where do i start and <laughs> do, do, do you know what i mean it's not that i don't like it i'm i'm just it's like where yeah where do you start it's just, and, it's just over it's just overload is what it yes, is yes yeah, yeah yeah it's because it's, there's so much to go and watch it's like media overload um you know uh we got antonio to watch his first and he still has his uh country roll subscription after we got him to watch your name and uh sing a bit of harmony two films 
And, uh, you know, he's like, this is just a medium I've never seen. And it was excellent. He's like, why have I not been watching it? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but again, I, I get you. It's, it's, it's where, where do you begin? I feel that a lot with, um, games, especially ones like, you know, you talked about resident evil four where I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm, I'm not enjoying it. And I'm like, I have to sit here and be the contrarian about not liking something that everybody loves. I think for me, it's like, if I get into something and I really like it, I don't just want to do the overload. I want to immerse myself in it. And, and I just feel that, yeah, I've left it far too late because there's just too much. There's just too much. And, and then yeah. where do I put everything? If I want books and, and things like that, I've, been, <laughs> I've, I've barely got space for my records anymore now. So. Oh, and I, I feel you. My There's a shelf off to the right and it is full of like the uh, manga books and figures and uh, a couple Lego sets. And it's just, I don't have yeah. any room for anything else. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's 2024. Maybe, maybe this is the year I've got to get into it. So yeah, it's 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 a fun time, really. Um, you know, I, I I can't praise Attack on Titan enough. And it's one of those shows. It's a masterclass in foreshadowing. And uh, right. so my girlfriend just started watching it a second time because she was showing it to her sister, and she was messaging me like, "I'm so angry that I didn't notice this." And it's like characters that are season four important. Who are in season one? Oh, okay, okay. And, and okay. you're just looking at him, and it's like the big villain, and you're like, "What do you mean he's right there?" <laughs> See, and and I love stuff like that because programs and shows and films they don't allow things to burn long enough. So you you watch a series, and there'll be just a random encounter, and you'll say straight away, "That's a villain," or "That's a love interest," because you just know because they don't waste, right. or, or there's no time to waste for. Like you said, foreshadowing or, or a slow build-up. No, Breaking Bad, I think, is a good masterclass in, uh, yeah. like, you know, regular TV show, like, build-up like that. Because it, it does a lot of... That's also a show that's worth a second watch for some of its, sh- like, uh, foreshadowing. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never done a second watch through of that. I keep threatening that I will, but I just... I just <laughs> again, it's just that I know when I... I tend to not binge watch stuff. I can watch two or three episodes of something and then I have to switch off because I start losing attention. Right. Breaking Bad was the one exception to that. Okay. Yeah, I just watched as much as I could, yeah. Have you watched uh, Better Call Saul? No, do you know what? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, oh, man, it's so good. You need to. It's, it's really You're good. You're the second person, I think, in a matter of weeks that's done that. So, okay, again, I'll make that my mission this year. <laughs> It's, it's but at least really I've, good. I've got a number of series for it now, though, at least, right? So, no, it's done. No, that's what I mean. I've got, I've, oh, yeah. at least I don't oh, have yeah. to wait. It's all there. So, um. yeah, because I started watching it before the final season, and then I was sat there waiting for, you know, the last season to drop on Netflix. And uh, it, it's really good. Okay. I'll check that out. I'll check that out. Um, I am going to start looking through this up. I could talk to you all night and i've got a couple <laughs> more reasons for getting you on again anyway so don't worry about that i've got i've got that in the back of my head now do you want to just again just give your show another plug before before we head off sure i can do that uh again hello i'm slade from the game club pod you can find me pretty much everywhere at slade plays games uh except on instagram that is at slade's life uh you know, I'm part of the Game Club Pod. Once every two weeks, we review a video game not too dissimilar to a book club. We also have uh, other shows like Two Blokes from Blighty, where it's uh, my co-hosts, Joey and Tim, uh, just shooting the shit for 
an hour every week. They try to do a joke of the week and have a pub quiz question for you. Uh, I do another show called Between Two Pods where I bring people like Dan on or our friends at Talking Smack or the Movie Wire or the Cult Worthy and interview them. Yeah, check them all out. I'm always envious of when shows come on and wrap wrap up their show in such a perfect and succinct way. And I still can't. I've been doing this for two and a half years now. I, I like no, you do fine, Dad. You do a good job with it. <laughs> I can't do the sales pitch. I do a sub series at the moment, Black Mirror, with um, a friend, and we keep joking in that that I've not been able to nail an intro because I change it all the time. And actually, this week I stopped mid intro because halfway through I realised this is the intro I need to use from now on. And I actually stopped. <laughs> so yeah, do check out all those pods. Slade is just and Joe and Tim just brilliant to listen to. I like I said I've recently gone through and listened to the whole back catalogue and found it so entertaining. I want to apologise again <laughs> for you haven't you doing that. We will get Tim and Joey on. Um, they're obviously being a little bit more exclusive. The contract negotiations are, uh, are taking <laughs> much more. Slade's just far more accommodating. Yeah, they're they're harder to uh, get you know get with and everything. Yeah, yes. Joey, Joey doesn't want to do anything until after like eight p.m. Uh, y'all's time. Well, it's just the list of items yeah. he's trying to expense from me. You know. <laughs> The posh bottles of water, mineral water beforehand. No, and stuff he's like he's got to have his bottles of prime and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm just getting my accounting team to have a look into that. But yeah, no, they 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 will feature soon. Oh, I, and before we go, I do remember the final thing I was going to say for once because um, we've recorded this sort of fairly early, well, in the afternoon my time. So thank you for one, thank you one for being on the show, but also two for for doing it so early your side. I'm actually recording this before I've eaten today. So normally I record oh. these after I've eaten and I get so hungry all over again. But now now I can go go out and in, in a couple of hours I'll have my own meal. So um yeah, it's not too there bad. You go. Yeah. So for me, catch me casting views across all social media platforms, across all podcast plays. If you wanna be on this episode or you've got ideas for any of the main episodes or you just want to say hi yeah drop me a line either on social media or castingviewspod at gmail.com and i'll see you next week if i want your opinion i will give it to Come on, check what we got, cause you